listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. All right, everyone. Hello, this is Jen Smiley here with the Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. And I'm so excited to be joined today by Jenny Yu, the founder of Three Trees Almond Milk, which, by the way, if you've never had your hands on a Three Trees product, you're really missing out. This almond milk and just all around dairy-free nut milks takes your morning ritual to a whole new level. So I'm here to bring you guys a little bit of information on really what the brand is about, why you should be drinking this, and how amazing Jenny is for creating this product. How are you, Jenny? I'm great. Thank you for that introduction, Jen. Yeah, really glad to be here. Um, I love Wake Up and Read the Label. So yeah, it's really my pleasure. Yeah, so excited. So I, of course, had to bring in my own three trees because I got to tell you, every single time I make a grocery order, I make it a, it is a definite, definite, I have to throw three trees in my cart. I don't care if I haven't even opened my last three trees. I just don't want to be without it. And I have to say the reason being, it's so creamy. There is no taste like it. But the main thing is, I love the product image on the front. It's a picture of three trees and some, these are almonds. What does three trees mean? Is it literally three trees? Yeah. So I was inspired to start the business because I saw that there weren't any clean plant-based milks on the market. And so I've always been inspired by my grandmother's food philosophy, which is eating really pure, really whole foods directly from nature. And when I was a young child, we used to go hiking in the forested mountains in Taiwan, which is where I'm originally from. And she would pick different parts of plants and make herbal concoctions with them. And each plant, she would describe the different healthful properties. So, you know, it's really sort of um, a nod to my grandmother, who was also a very strong woman, very independent, a trailblazer. And so in Chinese, the character for forest is made up of three of the characters for tree. So sort of like like a reminder, um, memory of mine that of walking with her through the forest as a child and the idea of getting whole ingredients directly from nature is also sort of what the brand is all about. I really believe that we can get a lot of good nourishment directly from nature. And so, you know, we're a plant-based company. We want to encourage people to eat more wholesome, uh, healthful foods directly from nature and being more plant-based. So that's why the name Three Trees, because three trees make up the forest. I love that. So in honor, what was your grandmother's name? Well, she didn't have an English name. In Chinese, it's Xie Qingxiang. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I need to try to say this. Slow that down for me, Jenny. How do you okay. say that? Xie Qingxiang. Xie Qingxiang. Was that it? That's great. <laughs> I love that. That has like a little rhyme to it. I really like it. Okay. So that is the whole backstory of the name Three Trees. Awesome. Now let's dive into you noticed as well as me. That's why I have this business, Wake Up and Read the Labels. You noticed that the dairy or the non-dairy milks on the market 
actually have, you know, unnecessary ingredients. And I like to say ingredients we can't pronounce or identify in nature, identify in the forest, right? When did you notice that? It was around 2012. Okay. I have a habit of making soy milk in the morning, fresh Mm -hmm. soy milk with a countertop soy milk maker. Soy milk is very common in Asian countries and, you know, people make fresh soy milk in their homes quite prevalently. And so one day I threw some nuts into my soy milk maker and made this really creamy, frothy, delicious, different nut milks. And I realized that the kinds of plant-based milks we had in the market at the time, from soy to almond to coconut, were all filled with additives. A lot of them contained gums, emulsifiers, carrageenan was a very common ingredient. And so I saw that there was a real need in the marketplace of void for something that's better, more clean ingredients, no additives, nothing that would give you gastrointestinal issues. Mm -hmm. And that was just simply contained more nuts, right? Or more almonds, more coconut, whatever, and was naturally more nourishing. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So 2012. So I was, you know, in that same time period when I realized it, because there's probably a lot of people out there who are choosing dairy-free milks because it's quote unquote healthier, right? Or their doctor or somebody's telling them, hey, why don't you try to go dairy-free? And so what's happening is people are going to their grocery or they're going to, you know, to Costco, things like that. And they're looking at all these dairy-free milks and they're actually confused. They're buying it based off of brand awareness. Have they heard of this brand? They're buying it off of things that say non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, and also unsweetened. That's a big one. A lot of people think they're doing healthy, getting dairy-free, zero grams of sugar, right? But they're not realizing when they flip it over, the ingredients are in such tiny print and it's actually filled with, like you said, the gums, the fillers, the additives, carrageenan. So tell me or let everybody know, like, why is it gum in an almond milk or a dairy-free milk? Sure. So the way we make plant-based milks is really taking the plant-based ingredient and usually grinding with water. Yeah. The process involves, you know, adding water to it and grinding the ingredient down so that you create a milky fluid. And then sometimes, depending on the ingredient, you may have to strain out the solids to get a smoother texture. So for the some of the larger companies, you know, cost, of course, is a concern, price point. And so in order to reduce their cost, they may not be able to use as much of the ingredient, you know, of the almond. Right. The actual, the real deal, yeah. like what you think you're buying. Yeah. Right. Like almond milk, you know, almonds, soy milk, soy, coconut milk, coconuts. Right. But they still want to achieve a certain mouthfeel or texture or body in the milk. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'd be really thin, really watery. So adding gums gives mouthfeel. It thickens the liquid. And uh, adding oils also gives mouthfeel, right? Oil tastes like fat, improves the mouthfeel. Yeah. So that is why some brands will add those things. Yeah. And people listening, I know one that I always talk about is Oatly. Oatly has rapeseed oil in it. And most people are thinking, oh, rapeseed oil. Okay. That sounds kind of like a vegetable. It's nothing to be alarming, but really that's just another form of canola oil, which is all high in omega-6s. The Western diet, Americans are getting too many omega-6s in our diet. It's driving up inflammation. So here you are making your coffee, thinking you're doing 
you know, justice to yourself and you're on the right track because you're drinking dairy free, but really you are pouring things into your body that are causing the GI discomfort and leading to other inflammatory related issues. So it's super important to have a dairy milk that is made with simple ingredients such as the actual one ingredient, like what is it? Is it cashews? Is it almonds? Is it oats? And then, you know, just water, which if you look at Three Trees products, it's literally filtered water and organic almonds. Like I always say, even my seven-year-old can pronounce these ingredients and identify them in nature. I went ahead and pulled up another another almond milk just because I was like, oh, let me check out these ingredients and read what they are, right? So I'm looking at Kirkland Signature Almond Milk. And I'm looking at the vanilla one because it's organic, which most people think, okay, that's, that's super cool. Thank you. It's also unsweetened. And so they think, all right, I'm winning, right? But then it's got your organic vanilla flavor, which we all should should know by now. And if you don't, but these flavors means that they take something, they take vanilla, and then they add a bunch of chemicals to really amplify the flavor of the vanilla. So here we are drinking some chemicals and it's tricking our brain to like really, really love this vanilla. Then it has a bunch of like fortified vitamins and like you said, some gums. I always tell people, hey, look, why don't you just drink the real milk, drink the real dairy-free milk and take a really good supplement for vitamins. Don't be reaching out to your, you know, dairy-free milks or your foods to find this fortified vitamins because generally they're put in there with the cheaper type of products that just aren't made with such high quality. So that brings me to Jenny with your almond milk. What about, this is a question I get from so many people, and I have my own solution, but I'm wondering what yours is. When you have gums in the dairy-free milks, it pours in the oils, it pours like coffee make, right? It mixes beautifully in your hot coffee. Now, when you get a clean almond milk, just like yours, or a clean cashew milk, whatever it may be, and it pours in hot coffee, you kind of see it separate. kind of looks like little clumps of, say, the nut powder, I guess I would say. What is the reason for that? And what is the solution? Yeah. So what you're seeing is the way food naturally behaves. So, you know. Scary. (laughs) Scary. So what happens with almond milk, for instance, and every plant-based milk might be a little bit different, but with a lot of the nut milks, if you add coffee to it, there will be separation that occurs naturally. And that's because of the acid in coffee. So when you combine the acid with with almond milk, for instance, it'll yeah. kind of separate visually, but you give it a quick stir and it goes right back. So for us, it's just what happens naturally. And if it doesn't, that means there are additives in there to prevent that from happening. By nature, almonds are not like you know milk from a mammal. So it just behaves differently. And we accept yeah. that and you know we wouldn't expect it to do otherwise. Yeah, well, I do have a solution. So if you ever have hot coffee and you have a clean plant-based milk, what you should do is put that plant-based milk into a frother. If you froth Mm. it, it's going to pour perfect into your coffee and not separate. Let's say you also are doing iced coffee. Sometimes I think personally, Three Trees pours great into iced coffee and does not separate, but they do have frothers. Like I'll link my frothers that I like in this podcast below, but there's one brand called Breville and another one called Morocco. And both of those have a cold setting froth. 
So you can just put your milk in there and it'll froth it, but it'll keep it that cold temperature so you can pour it right on top of your your iced coffee. And so the other thing is aesthetically, it looks amazing, especially when you're frothing cold because it gives it that nice, thick, creamy foam look at the top. And depending on how much milk you put in there, that's how good or that's how tall your coffee will be. But when you're going to a coffee shop and you see those cappuccinos and the froth is just like off the charts, that is happening because it's being frothed. And I I will say based off of all of my experience, no other plant-based milk froths like Three Trees does. It is insane. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, that's amazing. That Those are really good tips. I'll have to look into those frothers myself. Yeah, um, yeah and the reason, you know, a milk might froth better. First of all, oils will help froth. So a lot of the barista blends have these added oils and emulsifiers. But if you don't have those, what contributes to the thick layer of foam is the protein content. So the higher the protein content, the more foam you're going to get. Ah, okay. And that's why ours foam so much. Yes. And that's where I'm going next. So let's talk about the actual nuts or seeds that you guys are using, because I see they're organic and that is so important. So let everybody know kind of why you've selected these nuts or seeds. Sure. So we started with almond milks really for the neutral taste. It goes very well in different recipes, has broad application because, you know, almonds naturally have a sweet, mild, nutty flavor. So when I first launched, actually, I was making milks in a commercial kitchen. So literally, you know, handmade with a Vitamix blender, pressed through nut milk bags. Oh, yeah. I bet a lot of people can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. A really messy situation, right? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And at the time, I actually had different kinds of nut milks. We had almond, cashew, pistachio, and they were all quite popular, but the almond really it sold the most. It was by far the most popular. Mm -hmm. So as we grew the business, I had to streamline the assortment. I couldn't do all the different kinds that I wanted to because this bootstrap small business, that was difficult. And so almond really is is the most popular of a lot of these plant-based milks. Then as we continue to grow, I brought back the pistachio milk. So now we have a pistachio milk. And that's really because we celebrate plant-based ingredients, not just for their health benefits, but also for their taste and the uniqueness of each one. You know, pistachio nut is green. It really tastes great. Who doesn't love pistachios, right? And then black, we also have a black sesame seed milk. And that one is great because it's so distinctive. And sesame seeds are actually very high in good oils and actually in calcium too. Black sesame is known to be really good for your hair and bones. So, you know, it has its own health benefits. And so we wanted to introduce that to the mainstream market. So in addition to our almond milks, we also have the pistachio and the black sesame milk. And then in the last year or so, we launched a oat milk, but we did it because we, again, saw a void and yeah. what we launched was truly unique, right? We're not a Me Too brand. We don't want to launch something just because everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. For us, there has to be a reason why our product is superior. 
And we saw that a lot of the most oat milks in the market have, like you were saying, rapeseed oil or some form of vegetable oil. Yeah. And that's because oats aren't naturally high in fat and fat is what gives mouthfeel. So then brands have to add in the oil, but you know, it's not really as healthful an oil as something that's naturally occurring in nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. So we decided to add seeds to our oat milk, you know, making it more nutrient dense, giving it the creamy mouthfeel. And so as a result, we have our oat and seed milk has the highest protein of most oat milks in the market without fortifying it with, you know, synthetic whey protein and things like that, that the body has a hard time digesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, sticking to our mission and our philosophy of, you know, eating only whole food ingredients. And, you know, we like to say nothing you wouldn't find in your kitchen pantry. If you don't think you're stocking, you know, acacia gum or bar gum in your kitchen, it probably shouldn't be in your plant-based milk either. So just if you read our oat milk ingredient list, it's just oats and uh, three different kinds of seeds. We chose flax, pumpkin, and sunflower. These are very familiar seeds, yep. you know, that people know are, people are familiar with and like the taste of and, you know, have you know, really good health benefits as well. Flax is very high in good omegas yep. and pumpkin and sunflower as well. Like I know pumpkin seeds, a lot of people will take it for men. It's good for prostate and it just has like different health benefits. So that's why we chose those. I love that. Now everyone is going, oh my gosh, I'm looking in my pantry right now where I know what kind of dairy-free milk I have at home and I know it's not this good. So I'm sure everybody is running and trying to figure out where do I get three trees? So where are you guys located? How can they get you? Yeah, we're based in San Francisco, but we now are nationwide. You can find us at the Whole Foods across the country, as well as Sprouts. We're really mostly in the natural food stores. So your local natural food co-op or regional chains, depending on where you are. You know, we have, we're in Wegmans, we're in Mother's Market, Gelson's, Lassen's, we're in Mom's Organics on the East Coast. But, you know, really we have distribution. We have the ability to get it to your favorite store. So if you don't see it, don't be shy about asking your dairy buyer at that store to say, hey, I'd love to be able to get my hands on some three trees. Will you bring it in? And they should have no problem getting some. Again, we, we have warehouses throughout the country. So they listen to their customers. So don't be shy about, you know, insisting on clean ingredient products and asking them to bring in what you want to buy. I love that. So genius. I'm glad you brought that up because I tell my clients all the time, most grocery stores, my parents owned groceries their entire life. So I knew this growing up, but most grocery stores have a piece of paper you can fill out requesting for a particular product. And they, I would say 10 out of 10 times will definitely get it. And if it actually works and people are buying it, they're going to continue to get it. And then they're going to go to that vendor and say, Hey, look, we want more of your product, bring some more in. So that goes for everything. If you want three trees at your grocery, by all means, go to that grocer, talk to them, and they'd be willing to work it out for you. Another question I have for you, Jenny, two more questions. One more is, why don't you use salt in your almond milk or any of your milks? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You know, you touched on natural flavor and that's a really good point. I think most people still don't know that natural flavor is really closer to artificial flavor than anything natural. So for us, we have a really high ingredient standard we're very proud of. And um, we think that, you know, it's hard to do something simple. And what matters is in the details. 
So something like salt might seem like, what's the big deal? You know, right. it is something you find in your kitchen pantry. Yep. You know, we want to be supporting people to, you know, try for a healthier lifestyle and healthier eating. So we probably all get enough sodium in our modern diets. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who are watching sodium intake, you know, where we don't need it, we try to reduce or eliminate sodium intake. So that's why, you know, if we can, why add it? And the reason that a lot of brands add it is because salt is a flavor enhancer, actually. It helps make everything taste a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have nuts that aren't as fresh, it can sort of mask the taste of those, the nuts that might be going a little bit rancid. So for us, we have to choose the freshest nuts because we have nothing masking that flavor. It's just another sort of little detail of why I think we're striving, holding ourselves to a higher standard. And we hope that consumers recognize and appreciate that. Yep. Recognize it. They're waking up. They're waking up, Jenny. Okay. My (laughs) last question for you that I can relate so well, and I'm sure so many listeners out there can, who run their own business. We're both women-owned business. How, give me some tips on, you know, what made you want to start the business or anything you have to offer for any female business owner out there? I'm so happy to see that there's more and more awareness and celebration of women-owned businesses, women in the workplace in general. For me, pursuing my passion was really important. And I would say to anyone thinking about starting their own business or doing going out on their own, you know, of course, make sure it's something that you really are passionate about because there will be so many challenges, so many mm. hurdles. And if you're not just doggedly passionate about the thing you're working on, it can be very difficult to persevere. And that's probably true for any entrepreneur, anyone, not just women, but uh, you know, women, yeah, it is harder a little bit in some ways. Certain industries are still more dominated by males. And if you look at the senior level positions of many organizations and even restaurants, you know, chefs are often male, right? So I think just supporting one another is really great. And just by just by doing what you're doing, you're being a role model and probably inspiring some younger women out there. Yeah, touche to all that. I got to say about that is my husband has been owning his own law firm for many, many years. And he recently came over and helped me a little bit more. And he is shocked just at the fact of how many female business owners just like genuinely reach out and want to connect and really give you, you know, connections to other people and genuinely want to help you. And he's like, you know, I have been doing the law for like 15 years or so. And this is never the case. It's always been like, who's out to get who or do this for me type thing. And he's like, I've never seen this happen in the business world where women are just like genuinely teaming up together and really trying to like elevate each other and all of that. And so it really makes me just take a step back and go, does this not happen like everywhere? Is this not a real thing? But there's just merit in the world for helping each other. There's room for everyone, elevating each other, listening to each other, learning from each other, growing from each other, right? And so you yeah. have something to give to the world, Jenny. I myself have something to give to the world. So hopefully we can help each other just by one, me bringing the awareness and two, you creating that beautiful product and helping people, you know, just feel a little bit better after their morning coffee. And I have to say, 
the things that I love to do with this almond, or I mostly drink almond milk, but all the milks I really love. But number one is coffee, yes. But I also love to use it for mashed potatoes, my potato mm. soup. I love to use it for any any soups at all that call for like cream or milk. Anytime a recipe is calling for milk, I throw in my three cherries, hands down. Um, I've also <laughs> used it with clean chocolate ice cream with some mm. milk on top. Do you know what I'm talking about? When that ice cream gets like a little bit crispy from the milk. Yeah. It's almost like a, gosh, what do they call like a traditional old fashioned ice cream? It's a little bit uh, icy around. It's yes. really good. Almost like a ice milk. Oh my gosh. So good. Also definitely my cereals and granola, clean granola, just put some milk in it. Boom. You have a beautiful day. And when you're eating real ingredients, your body doesn't have to work over time to break it down. And your body can finally go do what it needs to go do. Like repair old cells and make new cells and get the quality sleep you need, right? So I always say, if you eat simple, you feel good. So Jenny, thank you so much for joining today. I am so excited to see you guys grow and help nourish everyone. You can also use the code wakeup15 for 15% off on an order online. Right. We're going to link the Amazon page below. And we're also going to link her website and store locator, all those types of things. So Jenny, awesome. so much fun. I appreciate you. Do you have anything to say before we go? No, thank you so much, Jen. It's been really been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. And you know what? I did forget one question that I'm going to throw back in. What yeah. was your, and I've been asking everybody this, what was your wake up moment? Whether that was in business, whether that was in your life, um, personal, whatever. What was your wake up moment? I think my wake up moment was realizing that my passion was in food and in bringing a better food product to the world. I have a lot of friends and classmates that went into different industries that were probably more uh, lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so for me, it was, hey, I know I think that I really thrive when I'm making an impact that I can see directly, which is easier to do when you're in a small company or a small organization versus a large company. And so that was sort of my moment of, okay, I got to stay true to my like internal compass calling as opposed huh. to chasing other people's, you know, sort of falling into what other people are chasing and yeah, it's super gratifying. And I do find with just owning a business, you have to keep your eyes on the long-term prize because otherwise you'll get beat up every day, right? Or if you have that short-term thinking, then you're like, oh my gosh, my world's crashing down. It's not going the way I need it to go, but you need to just get over those hurdles and keep on going. What we both are doing is a duty. People are do this. They need this information and they need this product. So thank you, Jenny, and know that we will talk soon, okay? Thank you so much, Jen. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com.